Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. Excited to talk about the United States Women's Open and Minji Lee, the champ, Nick. Joe, this is this is your moment. This is a I big moment for you. I, I, I feel like... At the turn, history will forever be divided into before Joe ever identified a major winner and after Joe began identifying major winners. I mean, how many can I, he identify? Can can Joe identify, you know, the Grand Slam? I mean, what's the limit for this guy? Who knows? Great week for Minji. Great week for Joey. Very, very good week. I didn't want to talk about it too much when she no, opened that's, up the big lead on Saturday. I refused to text you. I was too nervous. I figured that was the case because I'm looking at the leaderboard and I'm like, Joe picked Minji, right? And I'm I'm getting crickets over here. And I'm like, yeah, he definitely picked Minji. That's why that's why I'm not getting anything from Joe, because he's he's afraid she's gonna blow it. No lead is safe. And really, she Minji did run away with it, which was which was good for her, but Mina Harrigay really could have given her a scare. Minji birdied the first two holes today. If if Mina, like, you know, ha- she was one over on the front nine, but if she stuck a couple birdies in there, she's only down by a couple. We have seen how quickly that can that can escape, that type of lead can melt away. Um, so credit to Minji getting it done. Um, that, that was good for her. And she was ham and egg in it today. Pretty good. Four birdies, four bogeys, shot even par. She did enough to get it done. I mean, after the round, she said she didn't hit the ball that great. But when you got that big lead, yeah, those first two birdies out of the gate were huge. It's got to settle you down immediately. Yeah, and it there wasn't a whole lot of chasers. I mean, they were they were so so much farther back. I'm looking. I'm like, you know, if if she starts to slip, Lydia Ko is is maybe here, but nobody really. Contrary to the PGA Championship where Justin Thomas made a big push. And so if the leaders fell back, like he was right there to snatch it, there wasn't really somebody right there to snatch it. So um, and and they wouldn't have gotten into it. She didn't really come back. Um man, the Sunday, the US Sunday at the US Open was was grueling, huh? Yeah, it was 
Well, the first three days were so easy, and then the final round scoring average was 75 and change, which was a stroke and a half harder than the week-long scoring average up until that point. You know, those cranky old men, those purists, when those U.S. Open scores get in double digits, they don't like it. And so the course fought back a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Only two par, t- two rounds rather, under par all day. And you're right. It would have taken Minji coming back to the field to actually open it up to a lot of people. As you mentioned, Harrogate was really the only person really who had a shot to run her down but was unable to do it. Uh, but before we get into the details with Minji, how about this golf course, Pine Needles? Fourth U.S. Women's Open spectacular venue. I really like it. It's that classic North Carolina course, very much Pinehurst vibes with the waste areas and the bunkers kind of everywhere. The greens with the turtle back, very undulating everywhere. It's a great venue. I would assume the next time that it comes to pine needles, the scores are going to be a lot higher. I don't think they're going to set it up in the same way they do. They did this time. The next time it's at this course. No, I agree. I, I I like those waste areas off the fairway. It's it's kind of a random draw. You might get you might end up in there and have a perfectly fine lie, or you might be in a little bit of a bush and be completely chipping out sideways. Um, so it brings that unpredictability into it. Um, I'm not sure how much of the match play you watched the week before this, but quite a bit. Shadow, actually, Shadow Creek was was the greens were so firm like you couldn't hold anything there and they kept saying well this is good practice for the u.s open and i'm glad we didn't see it to that extent at the u.s open i i I felt that those greens those conditions at shadow creek took away from the event which was which was an awesome tournament and i was really hoping we wouldn't see that replicated the u.s open because we've seen the usga get a little too cute for its own good Um, but i thought they dialed it in nicely and i would rather see a winner in the double digits under par than kind of a, a random winner because, you know, whoever whoever happens to hold more greens or whoever, whoever happens to get a kick or a bounce or a roll um, rather than a true test of skill, which I think this I think this was. I think they identified a really good champion. And that's what these tournaments are supposed to do. The U.S. Open is supposed to identify the best player in the field. And there's no doubt that Minji was the best player in the field this week. Minji took home some money, buddy. Oh, yeah. 1.8. 1.8 mil. She moves to number two in the world with the win. She's the third Australian to win the U.S. Women's Open. Kari Webb won it twice. Jan Stevenson did it as well. She was spectacular. There was no... We've said it a couple of times. Unless she shot 76, 77, she was going to win this tournament. And unless Mina Harrigay went crazy, and she didn't. So two majors in two seasons for for Minji Lee. She's 26 now. So the rookie season was 2015. Taking her, she's in her seventh year. Took her to her sixth year to get a major. She was always knocking on the door, always right there. Like you, Joey. The floodgates are open. She's got two now. She won the Evian last year. She's won the U.S. Open, the biggest event in women's golf. Is she just peaking a little later? Then we see, you know, many LPGA Tour players or does she have hot putter? What's what's going on? You you identified her. So you tell us why why she is our winner. She was so damn consistent coming in to this event. She was just always knocking on the door, always hitting greens, always making putts, very unflappable. She has the perfect demeanor to win a U.S. Open. 
And I think that bore out today. There was no, when it, when I saw she had the big lead going into Sunday, I really, I, I didn't want to say anything, but I thought that was it. Like, she doesn't strike me as the kind of golfer who is going to have that big lead and shoot that big number and let everyone back in. She's incredibly consistent. You know, women's golf is a little bit different from men's golf in the sense that you see people peaking earlier in women's golf from an age perspective than you do in men's golf. I think that gap has really shrunk over the last five or six years where you see players in their early 20s really come out of the gate and are just flying. Look at Scotty, look at Jordan Spieth, those type of people. But, and we'll get to Lexi later. You know, this is Lexi Thompson's 16th US Open and she's 27 years old. Lydia Ko was number one in the world when she was a teenager. Morgan Preston was playing in US Opens when she was a teenager. You see it on the women's side. So when you have a great player who isn't necessarily putting it all the way together until their mid-late 20s, it is that interesting question of, is this what Minji Lee is now? Or is this a blip and she'll go back to being a very steady player, but not that top, top tier? If she wins the British Open, she overtakes Jin Young Ko and would be the number one player in the world. So she has that opportunity to really peak. But, you know, she won at the Founders. She won the U.S. Open. I think the floodgates are open. I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. Okay. A lot of other really lot cool other people. <clears throat> yeah. There's there's a lot of other people to talk about. Who do you want to hit next? I think Nelly is, yeah. is the one that stood out to me the most. I mean, we didn't think she was going to play. When I, when I saw she was playing, I thought that's great. <clears throat> Expectations were super low. Right. Um, if if any other tournament were this week, she would not have played, in my opinion, which which tells me that she was only that she wasn't ready to come back fully, like, truly a hundred percent. She was coming back because it's the U.S. Open. I want to play. It's, it's it's very important to me. But you look at like okay, if the, if it was just in any other tournament, you would come back when you're a hundred percent. So she clearly, in my opinion, wasn't quite ready. I my when I saw she was playing, I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't know what it's going to look like. She was in the feature group, man. She looked awesome. I thought after like the first nine holes, I'm like, is Nelly Corda going to win this thing? I know. It same. Was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see. And she even got a really bad break on, I think it was Thursday. She got a terrible break where she drove it into the waste area and they just couldn't find her ball. So she had to go back to the tee and re-tee. So she just kind of lost two strokes out of nowhere. Still shot 70, broke par the first three days finishes T8. Yeah. I think there's no reason not to expect her to contend and start winning tournaments. Maybe not the clip she was at last year, but certainly to contend a lot. If she won the next event she played in, I would not be surprised. She's Nelly Corder. There's no weaknesses. No. She's she's fully back as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm back to full 100% expectations um, out, out of her whenever she tees it up. Do you want to go to Lexi? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you threw me some shade for, for picking mm-hmm. Lexi. I was, I was encouraged by her first round. I think she was three under par. Yep. Um, hung in there on, on Friday as well. Kind of let the leaders get out of her reach a little bit. Didn't have a great weekend. Um, I think she finished T twenty. It was tough today. Um, you're right. the The body language was was 
not the best. Even when, even on Thursday, because like you called it out, and I was paying very close attention to it. Even on Thursday, when she was having a good round, she was. They kept showing her like laughing with her caddy, but it looked like a, like a nervous like first date laugh when you're like not actually enjoying the moment. You're just like so nervous and 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 like kind of in your own head, and you're just trying to laugh because you don't know what else to do. This is this is now Rory at the Masters. It's it's reached that point. Especially after what happened last year where she blew the five-shot lead on the last nine holes of the tournament. It sucks. I hope she just gets a win. She's just got to get a yes. win again. She hasn't won in three years. And we talked about it in the preview. You mentioned it there. She has this resigned look about her that like she just expects things to go wrong. And you compare that to someone like a Minji Lee who is just out there doing her thing making the right decisions. The body language looks great. She's hoisting the trophy. I hope Lexi gets back there because she is the most famous women's golfer. She she is. She's on magazine covers. She's six foot two. She hits it a mile. It's that putter, man. It's that putter and what's between the ears. She's got to get that dialed in. I think she's, I think she will. She's still very young. I mean, we talk about that she's played in a pile of US Opens already. She's 27 years old. She's got a long way to go. I really hope she can get it figured out. She needs to be back for women's golf. Yeah. I mean, she's only one year older than Minji Lee, who's won two majors in the last 12 months. Okay. A major part of the story, pretty much the entire tournament, certainly the first round, the amateur Ingrid Lindblad goes out, fires a 65 on the first day, one shot back, continues to hang in all weekend. 71, 71, setting her up on Sunday, where if she goes low, maybe she has a chance. And she shoots a 76, which was heartbreaking because Nick, she finished T11, the top 10 qualify for the US Open next year. She missed it by a shot. Now, She'll probably be a pebble because she's a stud and is, is, hits the ball a mile and will probably just qualify. But it's a great experience. She took home low amateur. Just a bummer she couldn't sneak into the top 10. Really is. Well, she was also one stroke away, I believe. I don't know how the exactly pairings went out, but it looked like she was close to being paired with Annika for Sunday's round, which – Two Swedes, the the most famous Swedish women's golfer, and an amateur who probably, presumably, looked up to her and was inspired by her playing together in the final round of the U.S. Oh. Open would have been pretty well, cool. Well, bro, couple things I, I got to check you there. Annika missed the cut. I'm sorry. I'm looking. <laughs> you took to, I'm looking at Nordquist. <laughs> Still, also a legendary Swede. Yes. And Lindblad, the, the cool thing about Lindblad, she was actually paired with Annika the first two days. So she shot that 65 paired with her idol. I mean, you that's got to feel good. You cannot beat that. And to hang in there on Friday as well, shoot that 71. It's pretty amazing. Watching her do this, it really got the wheels turning in my head. When do you think we're going to see an amateur win either an LPGA or a PGA event. I think it's going to happen this decade. I really, really do. 
I do. I, I agree. I think it will. Um, I don't think it'll happen on the men's side, but on the women's side, I do because, like you mentioned, and we've talked about it, they on the women's in the women's game, you get those players who just peak in their teens, and it happens. And if you get somebody who like a Rosang, and I know she didn't win this week, surprisingly made the cut, um, but who wants to go to Stanford and get their college education, you know, rather than just go right to the pro game, um, their amateur career could be extended longer than it may on the men's side. And you take those two factors, the fact that they're peaking in their teens and they're going to be an amateur into their early 20s. Um, and you get five chances at a major. So if you want, you know, I, I think it would, I, I would not be surprised to see it happen. Um, yeah. This decade. Sure. I'd, I'd sign up for that. Yeah. I really hope it does. I agree. It's, you know, the numbers bear out that amateurs contend more often on the women's side than the men's side, but with the men's U.S. Open coming up here in, shoot, next week? Next week? Two wow. weeks. Next week? Two weeks? Soon. It's soon. I wouldn't be surprised if you see, I mean, I think you'll see some amateurs make the cut. Maybe you see one contend. It's good for the game. It it, it, it throws in this really weird element where amateurs uh, have, have the opportunity to contend. Um, Annika did miss the cut. It was very cool to see her out there. She birdied her first hole. On Thursday, and I was like, let's go. Let's go, Annika. But for goodness sakes, the woman hadn't played in a major in 14 years and still teed it up, had a good first round. Wheels came off on Friday, had the 81, but it's great to see her. Um, You know, she'll probably win the U.S. Senior Women's Open again this year. She's certainly going to be the favorite going into it. So Mm -hmm. perhaps we'll see her at Pebble Beach next year at the 2023 edition of the tournament. That would be pretty sweet. How awesome is it that the U.S. Women's Open is going to Pebble Beach and the winner is going to get $1.8 million or more? I love it. It's great. Do you have anything else on the U.S. Women's Open before we transition to our next topic, which I'm very excited about? Uh, that's that's the U.S. Women's Open for me. Congrats to Minji Lee. Congrats to me. I'm going to gloat for a few seconds here mm-hmm. before we move on. This is this is your podcast. This this podcast has been going since the spring of 2017. So we've probably tried to pick winners of something like 27, 28, 29 majors. And this is the Two first Olympic time cycles in there. Yeah, we we had some <laughs> Olympics in there. Other things we're trying to pick. I sniffed it a few times. Never had it. Minji Lee got it done. I got it done. We finally did it. Worked, I Joe. got a winner on this friggin podcast. I'm so excited. I am so, so excited. I have to remind you to please rate and review at the turn wherever you listen. Give us five stars. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Maybe throw me a congratulations for picking Minji Lee as the winner. Why not? Why not? Is your dryer going right now? It sounds like you got some quarters in the dryer back there. Yeah, you don't don't want to know what's going on. Yes. Fair, fair. I do want to know what's going on with your emails, Nick. Did you get any interesting emails this weekend? From uh, you know what? yeah, I don't think <clears throat> I don't think I got a master's email, but I I preemptively just checked oh. masters dot com to, to to apply for tickets, and it happened to be the day. Actually, I know I didn't get an email because. I went on to masters.com to be like, dude, I'm not missing again this year. So I went on. It's like apply for tickets. I'm like, what the hell? So I went on to apply. It said, we're down right now. Check back later. Went to check my email. 
nothing from the Masters. Went on later that day, applied for tickets, went back to check my email just to see if they had sent me an email to say, like, hey, Nick, time to apply. Nothing. Wow. So can you confirm that you've successfully entered this lottery in the past? Because there always seems to be some gray area as to whether or not you're actually entering yourself in the lottery for the chance to win Masters Unless on the off chance that, like, Ashley applies before I do and you only get one person per household can apply. No, um, I have applied successfully in the past. Okay. I, I have missed some deadlines in the past as well, but I've gotten in there a few times. I, I'm you, in. Are you in? Are you in now? Oh, I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Do you – and for folks listening, you have until – what is it? June 21st to apply for tickets. So when you go onto the website for folks that haven't done it before, you can get tickets – Apply for tickets, rather, every single day, Monday through Sunday, three practice rounds, the four competition rounds. You have the opportunity to request four tickets for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The competition days, you can request two tickets. When I believe when I first did this, I picked just one day and I was like, all right, I'm going on Sunday. And since then, I've realized that that is a terrible strategy because what a good problem to have. Too many master's tickets. I have so many master's tickets, I don't know what to do with them. Well, I think that if you get drawn, so I think it's the, it works this way. I think if you get drawn for Sunday or for, for Thursday, then you're, then you're ineligible for Sunday. So you're saying, oh. do, I want, do I want seven times the chances of being selected or do I want to go on Sunday? What do you want? If you well, had your druthers, which day would you go? It's it's interesting because I put it in. I put it in for all all seven days. And it's it's like, are you sure you want to apply for all of these days? And it's like, wait a second. I, I think I am. But like now that you're asking me, I'm second guessing it. Like, am I sure this shirt is blue? I, like, I don't know. I am I doing blue, the wrong thing? You, if you're telling me it's not blue, then I listen to that argument. Um, I want like – I don't want Saturday or Sunday tickets. I want Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday tickets. I don't really know what I would do with Monday tickets either. I like almost didn't apply for those, but I'm like, yeah, you idiot. Like a, a bad day at the Masters is still like, better than like the best day anywhere else. So yeah. uh, I want Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I want Tuesday. I did Tuesday with the old man at Pebble Beach for the 2019 US Open. It was spectacular. There weren't a ton of people. Players were out doing their practice rounds. I was at, as close as that picture back there is to me right now to Roy McElroy working on his chipping. So that was cool, especially at a place I've never been before and may never get back to. I would love the experience of just meandering around the golf course because the players are cool. This is one of those rare venues where I think St. Andrews is in this category. Pebble to some extent, but you're mostly there for the ocean. The course is just as exciting as the players. To be able to walk to 16 and see them try to skip balls across the water or go to the par fives and just see how difficult these shots actually are in person. The undulation of the fairways is what is always talked about leading up to the Masters. It's the reason why Tiger almost didn't play. Can he handle walking this golf course? Can I handle walking this golf course? I want to find out. I want the pimento cheese. I want the ice cream sandwiches. I want all that good stuff. 
And I think if you're there on a Saturday or Sunday, it'd be a really cool opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I'd be excited to get those tickets, but it's a different experience. Mm-hmm. You're worried about seeing the actual competition, determining who the winner is going to be, all that kind of stuff. Staking out a good spot. Do you want to sit on 16? Do you want to sit on a par five? What do you want to do? Whereas when you have a practice round, I'm sure the place is going to be flooded, but you can really spread your wings and do whatever you want. The other thing, Nick, is I get four tickets instead of two. That's true. Which will be which will be awesome. Obviously, if I get the two, I got to take the old man. He's at the top of the list. But if I get four, I'm bringing the old man. I'm bringing you for sure. Let's go. And then and then and then we'll find a fourth. Maybe maybe my older brother. Shouldn't shouldn't be too hard. No, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I could find someone else to participate with us. But yeah, I'm so excited. I just won a raffle yesterday. Oh my god! So I'm feeling really good about my raffles. We were at the coast at the crab derby, and you know they're pulling out. Uh, there's like you know some beer. There's a wine set, a margarita set. The big prize this year, a hot air balloon ride. All Guess right. who's Guess who's going on a hot air balloon ride soon? Joe Simons. Ah, I can't ah. lose. So I'm feeling really good about my chances for the Masters. Now, I think it will be fun if we try to save reading our emails for the podcast. I know it's going to be very exciting, okay. but yeah. let's but let's try to do that. Let's do that. When do, yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that. It says that I believe in July yeah. is when we'll know. Yeah. So you like may be busy then. <laughs> you, may, you may be busy then. <laughs> I can – I can try to find time to check my email. I got to check my spam filters because if I get an email, oh. if I if I check this email like in November that I that I got tickets, but I but I just never saw it. And, and uh. well, good luck to everybody. Actually, no, bad luck to all of you out there. Yes. Good luck to me and Nick only. Exactly. I I really hope it happens. Um, do want to tell you that this podcast is proudly presented by Piper Golf. Use the promo code Turn Ten at checkout to save ten percent off incredible golf balls. Nick, are you ready for the Mad Golfer of the Week? I am ready. I took okay. a sneak peek this week. Yeah, we we got a we got a bit of a novel. As always, if you have a submission for the Mad Golfer of the Week, you read a review, you are a Mad Golfer, please send it to us at at the turn at gmail.com at the turn pod rather at gmail.com. That's at the turn pod at gmail.com. Mad Golf of the Week is brought to you by T-Box Coffee, a roast-to-order coffee brand in the heart of Southern California, packaged for the golfer who can shoot 68, the golfer who shoots 112, Ashley O'Brien Heidelberger, and every golfer in between. Let T-Box fuel your morning rounds. That's promo code TURN15 at checkout. Nick, this is a review of the venue of the U.S. Women's Open. This is This is Pine Needles. It's from... Brandon Webb, who was identified as the top reviewer. So they have classifications of reviewers. Brandon puts a lot of stuff out there. It was difficult to find a review talking smack about pine needles. People like this venue. As I could imagine. Yes. Beautiful course. This is titled, What Am I Missing? Here's Brandon. I must admit, that perhaps I was expecting too much because of A, the location within one of my favorite golf meccas, and B, because of the history of the course, which has hosted several women's major championships. But I was a bit underwhelmed. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice enough course, but it would not be in my top handful of favorite courses to play in the region. And honestly, I don't think it's worthy of its lofty ranking in the top half of America's top 100 public courses. 
The course is rather short, and there isn't a lot of trouble awaiting off the tee, all right. In my opinion, like most Ross courses, this is a second-shot golf course. With these turtleback greens aren't as penal as their cousins across the street at Mid Pines, you can get in trouble on them. Three putts sneak up on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the feeling, Brandon. I really like the lodge myself. There is just a feeling I get when I'm in a place with so much history. From the dim lighting to the creaky staircase, <laughs> this is a neat spot to spend a little time exploring. I also really like the practice area. We were relegated to hitting off mats in the driving range due to the cold temps, but it was actually pretty cool hitting out of the individual stalls that look like a horse stable. And one thing you absolutely must do if playing here, find your way to the other side of the range near where the private instruction area is. There you will find a four-hole short course, which includes three par threes and a par four. I actually enjoyed playing it more than the course itself. I wouldn't dissuade anyone from giving pine needles a spin. In fact, they have renovated all the greens since we played, so it may be better than I remember, but if I had one round to play on either of this facility's courses, hands down, I'm playing mid-pines. Nick, can you guess the stars of that review? I'm actually going to guess four. I mean, he, he starts off kind of upset, but then he, it's actually rather complimentary. It seems like he talked himself into it as he was right, typing really this did. out. Like, like is he is he incorporating this short course into the review, or is that something separate? Is he reviewing that one separately? Um, he he doesn't like that he had to hit off the mats, but he did like hitting off the mats. Uh, it ended up being pretty cool. He doesn't like the course, but then he liked you know the clubhouse and the dim lighting and all the history and and you know it's 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 too easy, but you can find a lot of three putts out there. So I'm, I'm just confused at what he's really thinking. He loves the creaky staircase. That was a three-star review from Brandon Webb. Again, this is a venue which has hosted four U.S. Opens, and he's kind of, um, eh. Yeah. And think about the, the the golfers who have won U.S. Women's Open. Like <laughs> yeah. Monica, Kari Webb, Minji, Minji. Lee. I know. <laughs> I know. Christy Kerr also won there. So, like, yeah. you know, three <laughs> – Absolute Hall of Famers and one who at least has an opportunity to become a Hall of Famer at some part in their career. Yes. Brandon Webb, never going to be in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> but he is our Mad Golfer of the Week, brought to you by T-Box Coffee. Again, use promo code TURN15 at checkout. Is it time? It is. Theme song pending. It is time for Nick Rules, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. I was thinking the, the theme song might be coming this week, but it's okay. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. So the men also played some golf this week over at Jack's place. The Memorial was this, was this week, but one man who did not do much playing at the Memorial was one of our favorite Masters champions, uh, Hideki Matsuyama. DQ'd mm. after nine holes on Thursday informed after five holes on Thursday that um, there could be an issue with his three wood. Uh, I don't know if you saw the photos. I'll try to describe it. Uh, looked like he took a, a whiteout pen. If I remember those correctly from ninth grade and yeah. just drew on his grooves of his three wood, um, which apparently is illegal and got him DQ'd. Hideki broke rule four point a section three, uh, which I'm actually a little bit confused on this last part. Deliberately changing a club's performance characteristics during a round. 
So I don't think he actually did this during a round, but for whatever reason, this rule applies. Mm. Um, a player must not make a stroke with a club whose performance characteristics he or she deliberately changed during the round. Um, including one of the bullet points is by applying any substance to the club head other than cleaning it to affect how it performs in making a stroke. The penalty for making a stroke with such club is disqualification. If you have such a club in your bag but have not used it, you can simply not play it. You don't get to add a, a different 14th club, but you get to still play the tournament. However, Hideki teed off the first hole with his three woods, so he had no chance. Give me the percentage of blame, Hideki and Hideki's caddy. Uh, I would say it's more on Hideki than I think so, caddy. too. There, there's things that are on the caddy. Um, a lot of times, guys will be experimenting with different clubs, and, and they'll keep both of them in their bag, and the caddy needs to make sure there's 14 in there. That's the caddy. This is is on Hideki, unless the caddy like went rogue like between Hideki's driving range session and the first tee and, and drew it on there. No, this is on, this is on Hideki. He's got to know. It's his equipment. He's got to know. Um, and also, like, if he used it on the first hole, when he has that sucker lined up, you can't see it's white. Like, how do you not see well, I, I when you're standing over the ball? I don't think that he didn't – I don't think he realized this specific substance was going to be a violation because Justin Thomas who was quick to come out on Twitter and say, Sharpie lines on your grooves is fine. So so what's the difference? And I think the difference is this is a thicker substance. It looked like pink. Like I said, it looked like white out. I'm not 100% yeah. sure what it was. Uh, but it wasn't like a marker. Like a Sharpie is not going to impact the club's performance. Uh, a pen is not going to do that. But this, if this was paint or some thicker substance, it could basically interact with the ball at impact. Um, and I, I don't, I think he was just trying to, you know, identify his grooves and, and, and use it for alignment. I don't think he was using it to like, you know, get an advantage, r- reduce spin or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I think he just simply didn't know that this was, was, at, outside the rules poor Hideki well hey, I'll have to you know give what's it. funny though every time something like this happens I just think like what if it was Patrick Reed oh. <laughs> what would people be saying oh. if it was Patrick Reed they'd be losing their minds they would be losing, losing their, their minds. minds but people really like Hideki so it's yeah. like ah he get him, get him next doubt. week Matsuyama and he should yeah. he should get the benefit of that as he should absolutely all right there it is that is Nick Rules theme song pending Mr. Heidelberger, we are in the throes of major championship season. We're going to have to do a men's U.S. Open preview very, very soon. We're going to have to make our picks. I know that a couple of you did identify Justin Thomas as the PGA Championship winner. We will get your golf balls to you. I promise. I promise it's going to happen. Don't sweat it. We got you covered. That's awesome. I didn't realize we had some winners in there. Two two people. Two winners. <laughs> two winners. Yeah, two two winners. I love that. ID Parrothead, you have to identify yourself. Uh, please send us an email or hit us up on social media. Let us know who you are so we can send you your golf balls. And then the two of you are immediately ineligible for at least the rest of the year to win any at-the-turn contests. But we will get those Piper golf balls How out you to you. like that? I don't want people stacking up wins. we got to spread the wealth at. Hey, Do we need it? 
Do we need to take this off, Mike? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I think the more you know, if you if you got the game to win every week, then then somebody beat you. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's something to consider. I'll tell you what. Let's let Ashley and, L- and Lacey weigh into you. I, I want to yes. get their opinion. Okay. Please. They'll be the deciding votes. Love it. Okay. Folks, we appreciate you listening. Congrats to Minji Lee. Congrats to me. That's another major in the books. Can't wait for another one. The monkey's off your back, Joe. Congratulations. Now you can pick freely. Swing unencumbered the rest of the season. I love it. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at The Turn. everything for your next project today at menards and save big money right now all stock outlets with usb ports are on sale ditch the need for bulky usb adapters upgrade your home with features like ultra fast charging allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40 percent faster than standard usb outlets also view our weekly flyer on menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week save big money at menards